the ground podcast episode 18 the big dance What's up? Got a Sidling. How do you? Hunter Julius back on the pod. Sidling Prime. Turner not making it today with golf finishing up. Golf. Yeah. In South Carolina, it's pronounced golf. Golf. Yeah, he was with golf. There's no L. It's just golf. We were finishing up something. It was with men's basketball. We were at the PBC championship game over the weekend, Hunter. And y'all were too. You were there for game. Won the quarterfinal. I was there for game one and three, and you were there for all three games. It was, it felt like three weeks. It was a very long, very long time. Every game there. seemed to have a different flavor. Much different, yes. I can't believe that. The last one bitter. Yeah, I, I can't believe that USCA can legit AAU press this, but we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's. It worked. Yeah, let's dive. Let's dive into this to this men's basketball. PBC tournament run. The main one was winning the first game, and it was against Young Harris. It had that uh, winner go home type of feeling because if they lose that, there's a really, really good chance. And now we know that if they lost it, they would have not have been yeah. in the tournament. Uh, so th- that was one of the biggest things for them. It was like a seven versus ten, like a legit you know game of, of where they're like, if we win this, we're we're out. And uh, they they brought it. They had a great defensive game plan which they executed. And Hunter, being there, it was, it was like the energy was just there the entire time. They did not let Yeah, the, the Bearcats definitely, they brought the juice against Young Harris. And, Graham, you mentioned it. It was definitely a game where if you lose that, you are risking a whole lot. You are banking on everything more or less staying the same. There's no upsets. There's no bid stealing. And, obviously, as we know now, Conference Carolina did have a bid steal. Emmanuel came through and won that on the men's side, which took away the spot. So if that still comes to fruition, who knows if Lander is still, you know, moving on. And they're moving on as number six <coughs> to the NCAA Southeast Regional. They're going to be taking on Lincoln Memorial in a, a fitting way for Coach Watad to begin his NCAA resume with Lander going against a team that he was more or less the, the associate head coach of. Yes. And uh, if you win that, then you get Pembroke, most likely, which would be another good story for Lander. So the, the big things coming up. Uh, so they take care of business against Young Harris. It was much needed. They got out to a good start. Connor McKay making his first career start, I thought, was very good. He started all three games. He did. Well, first three career starts. I thought he played – we'll get there eventually. I thought he played yeah. great defense on Crawford. Yes. Uh, and and he, was, he was like that against Young Harris. Just – it was it was a total team effort where he, I think five guys or four guys were in double figures, four of them. So uh, it, it was one of those games. Jalen Pugh started to, started to feel it. We it's uh, it's Jalen. Oh, and, and we saw. Jaylen. 
Yeah, it's it's Jalon. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, That's what the guy kept saying, Jalon. <laughs> Jalon. Uh, the PA guy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we had we had plenty of, of good basketball. It wasn't the best game they played all year, but it was enough to get the job done. Moving on, Aiken. We know we all know about Aiken. They beat us here. They outplayed us straight. That was one of the few games Orlando legit got outplayed, and it was here at home against Aiken. When we come back, it's it. You know, four weeks from the time, and we beat them by 14 on their home floor. Brian, you were there for that. We got to see Point Nabal. We saw a little bit of that, not as much. Aiken were ready for the game plan, but really, they're, they're the type of team that I want Lander to play because they have four guards that legit have a green light. Like, yeah. I've never seen anything like it. Like, they have four guards, and they all can shoot whatever shot they want, and there's will be no consequence for it. We match up super well against yeah, them. Yeah, we do. Tyler Johnson had himself a day, 29 points, but still wasn't enough for the win. Jameel Rideout did not shoot well at all. We kept uh, Terry Horn in check. He got most of his points from the free throw line. Jalen McCoy was, you know, beginning of that game was pretty much a non-factor. Lander, it was tight. So, yeah, someone yeah. else had a day, too. Yeah. Jared Sherfield. Yeah. It, was, it was tight for a little while. Then you saw Sherf start to – Starting to cook, and uh, it was it was one of those it was one of those games where you know he's feeling it because he did like the tween hezzy and then pull up for three. Like this is something you really haven't seen from Scherf this season as a wing. We saw that last year as, as the PG. Now from Scherf uh, was able to end it with the windmill. I thought Navon Mays had a good game as well defensively, and yeah, they were just able to shut down the guards, which is big. They were disciplined. They stuck the defensive game plan. Pretty much all you can ask for. Uh, I played good in both games. Too. Yeah. Aguek and Jacob Cooper, uh, both in that Aiken game, I thought were great off the bench. They were you know, the sixth and seven men, essentially, for <coughs> the Bearcats, and I thought they were fantastic. Aguek didn't miss a shot for a while. I don't even know if he ever eventually did miss a shot. He, he missed one. He went four or five, and Jacob Cooper almost had himself a triple-double yeah. at one point. He, he was on a triple-double watch for yeah. pretty much the majority, about halfway through the first half, and he just unfortunately couldn't get it done. Had eight rebounds, six assists, 14 points. Wow. Five of eight from the floor. And talk about Jared Sherfield just taking over that veteran leadership, 11 of 16 from the field, four of six from three-point training, and five of six from the free-throw line, added nine rebounds and three assists. Yep, three steals. It was such a great game from Sharp, uh, and that's one that you're gonna, you we're gonna have to get again on Saturday. So uh, he took he took the loss tough too, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're gonna remember that feeling on that same exact court. I don't blame him being that close, yep. knowing right. that. Considering we're skipping ahead now to the the championship, the Augusta game, I have never seen a team jump out. To such a hot start, yeah. there was nothing this Bearcat squad could do wrong, especially with Jalen Pugh. Pew, pew, pew. Jalen, yeah. So there, there was one of those. Was games. he six for six to In start? Like the first yeah. five minutes, he, seven to seven. Minutes. He was the human torch. Yeah. He was. He, he was on fire. Yeah. At the end of the Aiken game, they I think we were up by sixteen. Uh, with you know late in that game, like seven minutes and. And they start to press. They get it to like a five-point game with two minutes left. Yeah. And I, I am very, very, very nervous. And they were able to pull away. Got a stop at the end. Uh, and then Navon uh, got the dunk. And then right back, Scherf got the windmill to seal yeah. it. And that was it. So there, there were some big-time moments in that game where uh, it was like, yeah, we're, we're here. And then Aiken still gets the four seed in the tournament, which is honestly <laughs> – it's kind of good in a way because yeah. you know that that win over Aiken mm-hmm. 
more or less sealed the deal in terms of yeah. getting you yep. into the yep. NCAA tournament. Now you're probably looking at flipping where Lander is as the six with the seven where North Georgia got if you end up I mean who knows? If you, you leave some doubt. You leave some doubt. If you lose against Aiken, there's still some doubt that you might you might tweak in as a seven. I I would not want to lose the game to Aiken and find out 100. No, percent no. Let's not go into that parallel universe. Yeah. Once you beat Aiken, you know there's a 100 percent chance you're making the dance, which is which is all you could ask for from this Lander team because that was the goal coming into the tournament. It was you know obviously you want to win it, but you you want to you know have your season last beyond. The conference championship, and that's what they did. All right, Augusta game. Jalen Pugh, oh my goodness, could not miss. Jalen, quit, quit saying his name wrong. <laughs> Jalen Pugh could not miss. It was absolutely insane. I never seen somebody just so hot. Like, uh, he was off the bounce. He was moving, shooting. He was catching shoot from the from the uh, wherever. Like it was like didn't matter. Like he hit, top of the key. Yeah, like he was hitting shots like from every spot on the court. He was the shot chart. We, we, yeah, and it was like it, the the basket was so big for him, man. Yeah. Like I mean, it was touching no rim. <laughs> the yeah. net was snapping audibly on those shots. It was kind of wild, man. It was a nice crisp, crisp snap of yeah. nylon. Yes, yeah. it's, it's wonderful for for Jaylon. For Jaylon, Jaylon. <laughs> uh, See, so, I mean that that was the type of game, and I've said this with Omar before. It's like when Pew is hitting shots, this team is so hard to beat. And it's like, you know, when Pew sets shots, that's when we get stops on the defensive end. Like when Jalen Pugh gets a gets a three and he starts, you know, getting back and, and getting the guys pumped up, the bench usually goes nuts when Pugh gets open. Like they're already standing up before he even shoots because they know that as soon as he gets some space, he's letting that thing fly. Yeah, the uh, scary part is he was buried on the bench during yeah. his time at Furman. Yeah. And he was this good of a shooter. Like imagine – and guys stay on teams for a variety of reasons, whether it's academics, they like the team, they like the environment, the coaching staff, but the think broadcaster. Teach their own. <laughs> think about what he could have done if he if he moved on. I'm not saying you depart from Furman just because it's like, well, screw this, but considering what he's done here, he easily could have started mm-hmm. at, you know, another D2 school or even uh, another D1, perhaps. Yeah, I mean he's he shoots the ball that well. Phenomenal player, and he, he doesn't like he doesn't really lack confidence, which is which, which not at all. Yeah, no. so and shout out to his Paladins who picked up a dub. They play for the uh, SoCon. That's correct. They, they had an overtime win. Correct. They had an overtime win two days ago now. And then right after that, I'm not sure. The end. I was watching uh, Omar's alma mater, UTC, play Wofford in the other semi. Great games going on. Along I love this time of year. Yes. And then Augusta, I mean, Ty John had 31. Didn't have it. This one, we really missed Noah. Yeah, really big time. Uh, but the thing is, like, they didn't really execute what they wanted to execute. Um, they, they had a game plan in store for Ty John Crawford. I'm not going to completely say what it was. Uh, but they left some shooters open when they weren't supposed to. Yeah. Tyree Myers hitting shots. Miguel Arnold yeah. hitting shots. Jack Miguel Arnold. Uh, I mean, those are the type of guys you couldn't let, you know, beat us. They did that, and Tyshawn got the better of his two. Miguel Arnold went through a streak where he was uh, yeah. hitting everything as well. I mean, fadeaways. And, matter of fact, he looks a little bit like Omar when he shoots with the little leg kick. <laughs> leg kick out. Yeah. Man, he, he's 
He's a really good player. I hate him so much. He's insane. He, but he, yeah, he's he I was talking him. big time. He was talking to the guys on the bench. You him. think you can hold me? You think you can hold me? <laughs> I hate wow. him so much because every time he shoots, it looks so good off the stand. I yeah. think it's going in. Yeah, it does. Like, I've, I've never seen like just he's insane. Like the spin of the ball when he shoots is so good. So that's. that's the problem with Tyshawn Crawford is, you know, you're gonna he's gonna rack up fouls just because yeah. of how big he is, and you know, very few teams in all Division Two have anyone that can go, you know, inch for inch with him in terms of just blocking him out. But a lot of the times he would just get fouled and he'd make his shot anyways. Yeah, yeah. He was going, he was getting those and ones consistently and thirty plus points when you're. That strong, you're able to power through a lot of fouls. Points are going to add up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good with him getting there. He's going to get those points. We just, to me, the secret to beating Augusta is keeping Miguel Arnold from getting hot. If you keep him from getting hot, I don't think it's even worry about the other guys. Speedy and those other guys are good shooters, but everything sparks off of Arnold. To me, not really Crawford. Going on. Yeah, Vini was hitting a bunch of threes too. I mean, and that that has to do with the game plan. That that shouldn't have happened when Vini was hitting his shots. Yeah, because he had a lot of space, a lot of space, especially at this level. That's a ton and of space. He, he was the type of. That's when Landon really missed their chance because we were up by you know eighteen when he came into the game, and, and you know before the first media timeout or right after the first media timeout, and he hits his first shot, which is what you do not want to do because they have guys that are good. Miguel, and they have, they have world class guys, but they also have guys that are, you know they can play. But I don't know if they're as mentally tough as as Miguel on or Tyshawn Crawford. Like, I don't know if David Biddy, if, if he if the team's down by twenty and he's over two, I don't know what his what he's going to look like as a basketball. It'd player. be a whole lot better to find that out, right? So that's that's what Land that's what <laughs> Landon needed to find out. They could, you know, what it's is tough, man. what is what is Darren Lucas White look like when he is you know not getting fouled or not getting to the line. And he's turned the ball over, and they're down by 15. Like, what does he look like? Because when the game was closed, Darren Lucas White was getting anything he wanted, uh, especially yeah. attacking the paint. So that, that's the type of thing that I feel like we miss an opportunity with. All of to say, Bearcats overcommitted on the double team yep. of Tyshawn Crawford. There was a lot. They of time. did it too early. That was the one thing. It was good to double, but they did it too early yeah. where he was still able to pass out. Yeah, they swing another guy in down low, try to get the steal, and Tyshawn would just kind of lift the ball over everyone and just chuck it out yeah. to the open guy. He, it was just, man, yeah. we were running. We were circling and running, and a lot of the times, Augusta was just hitting those wide-open threes, and that's how they were able to get back in. When you take a lead like what Lander did, you throw the first punch, you need to throw the second punch. Yeah, right. Unfortunately, I don't think the second punch either came, or it just didn't knock Augusta down, because the Jaguars, they came back with a vengeance. They did, and they absolutely shut down. They, I think their game plan was obviously to, to not let Scherf score. Because they did everything they could, and one they did a really good. Like Jalen didn't shoot until late in the second half. I, think I don't he might think. Have had one or two shot and it was the entire second. Yeah, half. I mean, they, I don't think he did. He had. I know he had one Maybe for sure. But and it was the one that I remember. Yeah, it was off the back. He made another three later in the first half. Yeah, so he was seven of nine from three. Yeah, or seven yeah. I'm, I'm talking first, about the uh, yeah, the second half. Points. They didn't let him shoot, man. No. Like they did not let him shoot at all. He was he was a non-factor in the second half. And you mentioned Sherfield scored eleven points, and with those eleven points, he joined the thousand point club. Shout out, Sheriff. I did nice. not. I really, I really thought for a while there this season that he was going to fall short of it, and. Well, we were 31 we, against Aiken. That helped. Yeah, that helped. Track, but you got the 40 going into the Aiken game. And 
it was like he was I like, told you it's he, like hey, he was at like twenty seven with twi- with like eight minutes left. I was like, well, let's get it here. It would be bad. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and he also joined five hundred rebound club. Yeah. Uh, in the same PBC tournament. He knows the job's not finished. One thing we talked about free throws. <laughs> the team in the Peach Bowl that leads free throw percentage is Augusta. They shoot the ball uh, at 75% per game. But the team that leads the league in opponent free throw percentage is Lander. And opponents shoot 70, 76 on a round free throw percentage. So teams shoot better. against Every team in the Peach Bowl shoots better against, the, against Lander than the top free throw shoot. Free throw shooting team. <laughs> I, I find opponent free throw percentage to be such a weird metric. It is like who cares? They, they uh, I, actually, I feel I feel very attacked and targeted by that statistic because now I feel like I'm not doing my job in the arena, getting it loud and hyped enough to make them miss the free throws. Well, there's also a big gray wall with fantastic depth perception. Yeah, that everybody yeah. shoots though. Yeah, uh, so yeah. Yeah, it's. They, Shout out to Sheriff and Pew for making alternate team too. They they didn't make alternate team, so big big shout to that. But I was thought it's funny because everybody shoots free throws well against Lander. Like literally, the nine teams combined against Lander are better than the best team in free throws, which is crazy, which is absolutely wild. Um, yeah, that was men's basketball. They play twelve Saturday. Are we, are we PBC Sports Networking again? We yes. Yeah. We, we, have, we have to get some paperwork in order, but uh, that should be the case. Yeah, the, uh, I have to be back by four, but I will be there 100%. You'll make it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I'll make it back. It, it, it'll be done before 2.30, so you're good. Because that's what, that's how the games went. There was like 45 minutes between each game, so yeah, you're good. Well, with it being an NCAA game, it might, like media timeouts might be a little longer. longer. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. They'll end up being two minutes instead of 75 seconds. But, you know, you got four of those. So if you go, even if you went two extra minutes, only 10 extra minutes in the game. Not too, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. I think I can make it. Yeah, you can make it. Um, that'll, that'll be a big game. I'm really good at reading lineup that'll cards. Be, that'll, be a, uh, that'll be one of the games where it's like, yeah, it's the magnitude, like win or go home. But it's also like the, the storyline of the game. Like everybody understands what's going on. Uh, it's the home. NCAA tournament. That's, yeah, that's I beat cool. myself. Yeah, but like it's it's that, but it's also like they know like what Omar's coaching for. Uh, now this is Omar's for Lander yeah. first time around against LMU. Like they like they understand that they actually uh, scrimmaged like a memorial in October and they won. But I mean, it's to, a scrimmage. To, but, to be fair, a it's a scrimmage. It's on October. <laughs> B this team is trying to find the right way. It's different. It's not the same team that we came in with. There are so many pieces that are just not either not here mm-hmm. or unable to play. And yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see what a short-staffed Lander Bearcat squad can do against a team like Lincoln Memorial. Uh, you felt the presence of not having Dom Stanford in the lineup against mm-hmm. Augusta. Should have him back, but you think about the shooting ability of Chandler Lindsay or a Noah Dunn and not having not only, not only their shooting ability, but just the the other abilities that, like in the Augusta game here, Noah Dunn was able to hold his own to a certain extent against Tyshawn Crawford. You know, Chandler, Played great defense against Tyshawn. Chandler Lindsay, 
you know, he's averaging about 10, 11 points per game, but he's also hauling in five, seven rebounds, dishing out right. four, five assists. You know, he just does it all, gets a couple of steals here and there. He gets a lot of attention from the other defense, too. Well, when he was playing. Yeah, when he was playing, that's what I meant. It's, it's, that allows other guys to get open. It's going to be interesting to see how, how this Bearcat squad can respond, you know, ending, not ending the tournament the way that they envisioned it, but taking that lesson, that experience, and hopefully directing it into some positive energy. Yeah. So 20, 2020 made the tournament, right? 1920. 1920, yeah. The, the year that the very – Yeah, 2020. Yeah, yeah okay. 2020, right. You said 1920. I was like, hold up, bro. We're not talking about the Jeff Bay squad, man. Yeah. 2019-2020 season. Yeah. I mean, it's – The year that the spring vanished. So this is like the first time that Landers actually played like an NCAA tournament game since the, 2016. Since, yeah. yeah. And you know who, I mean, it's a common fact, but it came to my attention because of Joey Ellis. Because he tweeted it. Among his many other tweets. <laughs> he did tweet it. <laughs> he, did, he did make that tweet. So. Which tweet? I got it. Which tweet did he make? Um, Non-NASCAR related is what I'm looking for. Yeah, non-NASCAR related. It was, this is the first tournament like you know, they basically said like they made uh, since the tournament that's this will be but it was like they didn't play any games because it got right canceled. right that's what he said the 2019 gotcha. 20 season yeah, thank you was supposed to be played against augusta yes the 15 16 the 2015 16 season not literally 15 16 yeah. was played at harrogate against lincoln memorial so the last time that lander ever played an ncaa tournament game was the same opponent that they're playing this year. That so they were the East Division champions. Yeah, that year. There were way mean way more teams in the Peach Bowl back then. Yeah. You still had Pembroke, you still had Francis Marion and Montevallo. Yeah, you got the little uh, Atlanta, not Atlanta, but uh Alabama flavor in there. Yeah. yeah. The five five year stretch that Montevallo ditched the Gulf South. Was was Armstrong in there as well? Yeah, because I don't wow. think... At some point, I'm pretty sure Armstrong was in. Yeah, so there's that's four teams. Armstrong didn't fold until 2017? Yeah, that might have been last year. That's one reason to exit. Did they have to pay the uh, quarter mil no, exit well, fee? They didn't really exit. <laughs> they didn't really exit. They uh, ceased to exist. Yeah, yeah they, they don't exist anymore. They, well, they exist as a satellite campus for, for, Georgia, Southern. for Georgia Southern. Yeah. Hail yeah, oh, Southern. Um, all right. Are we good on basketball? I believe so. Never get, You can never get enough basketball, but let's move on. I have, a, I have one question. That, will Augusta stream be like just how like PBC Sports Network, or do they have to tr- stream on a different platform because it's the NCAA tournament? Is, uh, is my question. That is that is a good question. You don't know, do you? I don't know because right, this, we'll this, is this is literally <laughs> the first year I have ever okay. dealt with a basketball was, team. I was asking. I was asking. Yeah. Tournament. This was is going to be so much fun. I can't I wait. I watched volleyball NCAA tournament. They played in Wingate. Wingate did it on YouTube, but I didn't know if that was because – they didn't want it all flow because you have to pay, or because everybody has it on YouTube. Yeah, I don't know. It, it might that. be through the Peach Belt Network. It might be through the NCAA website. Yeah, but uh, you can definitely. They definitely have links, or are going to have links yeah, on the they're, NCAA they're going, website for sure. Them, so. yeah. I think that's what all they do though is provide links on the NCAA. Based on my perusal of the 2022. By the time this podcast is out, there should there should be links available and some. No, just go look. Look yourself. You, you you're enough tech savvy to go and you, you search the Grouse podcast. You're college students. Yeah. 
for God's sake. Hit the L button and LanderBearCats.com should pop up. Yeah. Then why are you telling them to take the L? Yeah, so the L key, L. sorry. L, LanderBearCats. I just I, I press L, enter at least 25 times a day. Yeah. You're also assuming that <laughs> yeah. people are searching the website as much as us, Graham. They, they should be. I mean, if that's their fault, they're not. Uh, I, 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 yeah, so not the way that I do for sure because I read it a lot about everything. Yeah, I'm, I uh, read most so. of articles. But most of, most of the articles that I read, though, are from Twitter and I click the link. I, I just go probably three times a day and read whatever's getting posted. That is also what I do. Uh, baseball, winning the third game, uh, Two out of three lost now in the conference to Columbus State and to Georgia Southwestern. I cannot lie. I watched maybe two, three pitches in this well, entire. You were, also, you were also busy and <laughs> I preoccupied was busy. talking about other things. I was very busy and preoccupied. Um, and it didn't go well. Yeah, I I, mean, I see that uh, <laughs> two five loss, the one one ten loss, yeah. five one. I mean, this team it's going to help them down the long down the long run if you keep. Stealing a game from Columbus, stealing a game from the Hurricanes, who are going to be up there at the end of the season. So. They're eventually going to have to start winning series, however. And, and you have Claflin coming up. You have Augusta coming up. You have Flagler, who hasn't impressed. Well, they've lost so many games on walk-offs. Aiken, the last, year, last series. Augusta and Claflin are two very wonderful series. Yeah, Augusta's been playing better, though, in baseball. The Claflin series should be three straight games, seven, seven, yeah. seven run rules. Yeah. Seven inning run. Yeah. We have mercy rule in college now. We do. What yeah, a blessing! Five and ten, but they have a win over. They have a win over number one North Greenville twelve to four. Francis Marion beat North Greenville. Broken clock is right twice a day, Graham. I don't know. North Greenville probably will not be number one in the next right Losses to Francis Marion and Augusta. Both Gosh. midweek. Both midweek. I would assume. Uh, North Georgia. I actually watched more of the Augusta North Georgia baseball series than I did Lander Georgia Southwestern. I don't think that's something you want to admit. I, I, but I, I mean, you just did. So. <laughs> they played Saturday at two, which is like a good time for me to go watch because I just peeped over there for like you know fifteen ten minutes max. Uh, so yeah, the four p.m. start on Saturday was not a good time for me personally. Probably said preoccupied. Nine uh, zero. I saw a. Parts of the 9-0 win for North Georgia against Augusta. Augusta's not good, so they're going to have they're going to have wins down the road. So I think you know you just get through this. I know the Emmanuel is not going to help for conference, but that's one that you really need to sweep. Uh, and then you get to North Georgia, you get down to the nitty gritty, and then you have the Claflin series followed by the Augusta series. You're looking at you need five wins, preferably six, but five really you need five conference wins. You need to go five and one that stretch of your baseball. Any rebuttals to that? No. no. Very bipolar team. Yeah. yeah. Ben and Nance, though, seems to be pitching very well. And Cooper King. And, and Cooper King. Cooper King very yeah. have been great. Belmont Abbey today at five. Is Turner Kirby on the call for that one? Should I, should I gaslight him into calling this game? Turner <laughs> that Kirby. Is, that's very toxic. <laughs> Turner Kirby will, will be on the call for, for the game. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be stats, play-by-play, yeah. play, <laughs> and juggling. Yes. And the, I expect you to do. And, the, and the broadcast as well. Yeah, it? and twitching cameras. Um, it is spring break, though, here at Lander. Men's lacrosse, you went down to Savannah. They played Embry-Riddle. That's why you missed one of the games of the PPC tournament. I saw the final score. I watched some. Or I kept up with the live stats. You know, contest was one that you were statting, of course. 
so you know you have a better knowledge than me. But what I saw was just something that was, it was back and forth. The team was waiting to grab it and it just wasn't landing. Yeah, you talked about back and forth, and Henry Riddle took advantage of momentum. There were yep. times where later later got out to I think it was a seven to four lead. That's when I that's when into I, the second. When I first looked at the live sets, I was like, oh, we're chilling. And then <laughs> we weren't chilling. Emery Riddle came back, yeah. fired off a bunch of unanswered goals, and by the time it just was in a position where whenever Lander would go on a run, Emery Riddle would cut it off, go on a run themselves, and they were able to just pretty much outpace Lander, you know, 16 to 14. A lot of goals scored in each quarter. Obviously, the first and third, Emery Riddle outscoring Lander by one, so you get the two goal differential. Um, not exactly the best defense at time for Lander. It was definitely mm-hmm. a winnable game. It wasn't as if they made some late surge and got the game close. It was really a back and forth. Again, both teams kind of going on runs. And yeah. fortunately, Lander unable to come away with a victory. And the reason we said Turner Kirby is going to be doing baseball play-by-play is because also today is Tusculum at 6. Uh, what do we expect to see today's game? I'd expect the, the Bearcats to take, adv- take advantage of some home cooking, mm-hmm. the whole field come out strong and it's definitely a winnable game for them and they're they're going to need to you know respond against Tusculum a strong team strong offensive team then on Saturday they're going to play Barden up at Fort Mill a neutral site game at Nation 4 High School so you get the ball rolling it doesn't get much easier because you got Anderson and Alabama Huntsville the next two games on the docket so yeah it's a wow big time big time stuff going on for lacrosse and perfect segue about big time. Yes. Oh, wow. Does it, it really does not get bigger than this uh, for men's tennis. As I will be making the trip, I'm off the IR and will be playing on a tennis court today. I'll be in Savannah, Georgia, as we have a neutral side game against number one, Barry. Barry, of course. We that, appreciate you taking the time to record yeah. this podcast before <laughs> getting on a bus. Yeah. Or the, we leave at 745 at 6 a.m. right now. We're, yeah. we're chilling. We're, we've got plenty of time. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're playing Bacon Park in Savannah. Already loving it. Whoa, Bacon Park. Yeah. Can I go? No, you I've uh, I've got to go. To, I've got to go to Bacon Park. Bro. Barry are uh, defending national champions, but they have some some losses that are a bit questionable. Two of them, four zero to U Indy, and then a four three loss to Valdosta. Pretty good team. Uh, but yeah, this is something that we're trying to take advantage of. Uh, just, just win every, win, win the point on every court. Just win the last point. That's all you got to do in tennis. Just win the last point, and you're good. It's all the ones before it that are tough. Yeah, but you just got to win the last point. I mean, why would you argue with a man who plays tennis? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. I understand you have to win the last point because that yeah. means you win. But it's, yeah. it's, it's, that's the easy part. It's getting the all the points before yeah. it that that are that no, it's, tough. It's gonna, it's gonna be very tough. But what's, I mean, this is a rivalry at this point. We played in the national tournament plenty of times. We played them here in Savannah. We used to play at Armstrong State um, when they were still in school. We talked about R. a couple R. minutes ago. Armstrong. Yeah, RIP Armstrong. But uh, yeah, this is this is a rivalry. This is going to be a four-three in the making. Uh, so this is it's a game. One of the one of the games that everybody looks forward to. Like as soon as the schedule comes out, our guys uh, circle it. So does Barry. You know, they'll probably do as well. Um, so that, it's a big one. And then it'll be spring break. So what you're saying is that. They're very good at tennis. They are, they are. They are very good. Ooh. They're very good. <laughs> I'm, I'm I, I think they're. I think they're two times. No, you're no pun at all. They're in Miami. I mean, they recruit whoever they want. I see what you did there. <laughs>
let me mute my mic. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, women's tennis took care of business in Tigerville at North Greenville. <clears throat> they also went on the road Sunday at 10 a.m. I was not able to go to Augusta because they were not playing at the campus of which we were at. Uh, so I could not take a peek of what they were doing. But they won 5-2 in PPC play. Great for them because that opened their conference schedule. They're now 1-0 in conference play. And then they have Converse coming up Saturday. They have uh, a pretty good pretty good surmountable break. So they have nothing for spring break. They play Converse next, 10 a.m. in Joe Cadbury 10 Sports, March 18th. Um, softball. Landon, I know you were talking about softball earlier, and I told you to save it for this exact time. We were talking about yeah, softball team. Absolutely. 14 and 4. Just, yeah. you know, no, 6 and 0. No, no big deal. 6 and 0 conference. Just 12 and 1 at home. You know. Right. <laughs> just run over USC Houston. Yeah. It was not pretty. Squishy Sharks. Yeah, 12 12 12 but there were some some moments that stuck out to you. Bailey Patterson threw a five in a no-hitter. Five innings, but still a no-hitter. No hitter. Hitter. Uh, well, hey, USC Buford were claiming Cam Demision seven inning no-hitter against Claflin. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna acknowledge this one as a real one. This is a no-hitter. Yeah, it's a no-hitter. This is a no-hitter. Wasn't a perfect game, three three walks, but no-hitter. Yep. And we're and we're undefeated in the conference. Let's go. Also, em, Emily Allen, freshman outfielder named Peach Belt Conference Freshman of the Week. They're going tomorrow. They're going to be in Lakeland, Florida. It almost sounds like an actual clap track when we clap. That this in the room, special. yeah, it's very echoey. We're actually we're in the conference room of Horn Arena. Yeah, overlooking a basketball court with no press tables. It's so weird. Red solo cups and some paper plates. Um, where the sport is being selected show viewing party uh, the basketball team yesterday. Anyways, they're going to Florida. They'll be in Lakeland. I guess a little spring break, you know, doubleheader on Wednesday, and then they play Columbus State Friday the tenth. So they're going to be all around on a. I guess it's a road trip for them. So they go. Lakewood, Florida, then they head to Columbus for a three-game series, and they're back home 17th for softball. Women's lacrosse had a tough one at home against Limestone, and then they came back. Uh, they were in Salisbury, North Carolina against Catawba. That was on Saturday. They won 20-11. You heard that right. 20-11. This is my timer that I got to go. But, <laughs> I, just wanna, I just wanna point out eight goals in the first tennis bus is pulling out yeah. right now. Eight goals eight goals in the first, seven in the second for women's across absolute domination. Wrestling, they're going to Iowa. You'll be in Iowa. Everybody literally everybody's going to Iowa, including Brian Reese. He's going to Iowa. Can you confirm? <laughs> can you confirm they're going to Iowa? I can confirm they're going to Iowa. Yes, That's the ground podcast. Right. Thank you guys. Yeah. A shorter episode. I told sorry. Sebastian Augusta should be coming on soon. We talked about it. Yeah. We gotta get him on. We gotta get him on. We gotta get Bash on. I he, know he's listening. I saw him like in not in a basketball uniform. I had no idea. I'm like, who are you? I mean, he's a big thrifter. Big thrifter. That's my glasses. He had the glasses. I, the glasses totally threw me off, man. Yeah. All right, I gotta go because I do not want to miss this 7:45 a.m. Uh, bus ride to Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, I'd hate to see your dad give you a whipping yeah, for being so late. I, I want to play tennis today. And uh, with that being said. We have to conclude the ground podcast for this week. Next week, we should be previewing Sweet 16. Let's hope so. Let's do it. Ground podcast signing off for episode 18. See you guys next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Yeah!